Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Let's get it started in here. And the bass keeps running, running, and running. Five seconds left in the game. You believe in Context, there's no disrespect, so when I bust my rhyme, you break your necks. We got five minutes for us to disconnect. All of the is on the field. He's like, oh, he's like, oh, he's like, oh, he's like, oh, he's like, Comes into Jordan. Here's Michael at the foul line. A shot on Elo. Good. Let's get it started. Let's get it started in here. Let's get it started. Let's get it started in here. What's up? What's up? I almost said, "What's up, motherfuckers?" Uh, what's up? What's up? This is the opening line. This is the probably the worst intro I've done uh, since we came to this uh, network. This was pretty tough. I don't know why I can't get it straight, but wit. How you doing today? You had a rough weekend, but how's your day going? Day is going better than the weekend did. Um, it was tough, tough all around. I'm one in six uh, in our fantasy league. One in seven now. I can't even remember. Um, tough weekend at the golf tournament at the Bermuda, but we're going to come back at you with uh, with some good picks this week. Um, feeling a lot better about it. We got PGA Tour live back. We got Shot Tracker back. Um, it was a lot of staring at the computer screen for a couple of days, Roz, because without the shot tracker, uh, we literally only relying on the updates. So that was uh, tough to watch. But, yeah, we'll be back at them. And, yeah, week nine in the NFL, uh, college football, the MAC is starting tonight. Uh, we're recording this on Wednesday. So things are pretty good in the sports world right now. Yeah, I, I'm out on um, college football. I did what I did last week, and that's it. I don't care. Call me when the playoffs come. I really don't care. And I probably won't care that much about the playoffs. I mean, they're going to be without Trevor Lawrence potentially this week. Clemson versus Notre Dame. So that could be a loss that boots them out. I don't know how they're going to come down to... I mean, positive note here, though. If Clemson beats Notre Dame without Trevor Lawrence, I think, can we just put the kibosh on Notre Dame finally? Yeah. I feel like that's I I think they deserve it. Anyways. That was victory. Yeah, yeah, Notre Dame wins here. I mean, I I think you've heard plenty about uh, our fantasy football league, but let's tell you where we go to try to make our money elsewhere. This is my favorite place to go, and that is betonline.ag. The NFL season is in full swing, and you know that my Packer love is an all-time high, even coming off of the loss. You might not be at the game this year, but you can still be in on the action at BetOnline. Um, I got to tell you, we've been there often. We're at their tables playing casino games as well as making our bets. Um, One of the best betting websites on the internet. From game spreads and totals to team players and coaching props, BetOnline gives you more options to wager than any place online. And there's always the online casino as well. It never closes. Again, you can find Wits and I there. We are the old men who will never leave the table. So head on over to betonline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Again, that is betonline.ag and sign up today. Bet online, your online sports book, sports book experts. Woo-woo! 
they're, I'm not going to say they're not deserving of making the playoff, you know, because they definitely could. I've just seen the past couple times, they just seem very outclassed by the upper echelon top three or four teams in the nation. So I think this is a, this is a big test. This is a big test for both teams. Um, and obviously without, you know, arguably the best player in college football, you know, it really sucks. I'm, I'm surprised he's out. I thought they would find a way to, to let Trevor Lawrence play, but we'll, uh, we'll see how it shakes out. But it, it should, I think it's still going to be a good game. But, I mean, that's a, that's a big loss. We know you're gambling at an all-time high, so I'm sure you'll be paying attention to the college football landscape a little bit. Like I said, I'm done. The kibosh. Much like the NFC East, I'm just done. Don't want to look at it anymore. It's ugly. It's not a real year for them, except for the NFC East. This seems to be a typical theme year in and year out. Um, while we talk about ugly, we might as well address how bad the Bermuda Championship went. You know, I think that that's only fair. When we win, we celebrate. When we lose, we might as well be honest with you. And to be honest, forgot to put the episode up. You probably could listen to the episode because I'll put it up with this one. Um, so luckily you didn't get any of our picks, not only for the Bermuda, but also my NFL picks were not too hot and we'll get into that. It's been a cold two weeks for, uh, for myself over here, but Brian Gay, if I'm not wrong, won the Bermuda championship over Wyndham Clark, who blew a substantial lead. Sobel coming in with the late Friday article saying Wyndham's the guy to buy. Um, if you did, unfortunately, there was a tumble, especially since he was up three strokes, I believe, with only 11 holes left. Um, at that point, right, you can come back and you can falter. But the idea there is if you play smart golf, it's harder to be caught and harder to catch up, especially with the conditions on that course. Um, Wyndham with some bogeys down the stretch that were detrimental detrimental to his game, caused him to lose in a playoff. Wits. Rube and myself were nowhere close. We didn't have anybody within the top five competing for this win, and our first-round leaders definitely were on the rocks early. Yeah, we were. You know, it was a, it was a shit tournament. Um, and yeah, like you said, Roz, we uh, we got to tell it like it is, win or lose. Um, you know, I, I think out of the seventeen bets I made, I cashed one top twenty. It was Anurban Lahiri, so it was a tough week. Um, but I'm a little thankful that we didn't hop on Wyndham Clark because that would have been <laughs> that would have been devastating. Um, so you know, it ended up Sunday. Conditions I think got definitely got a little easier. We saw a lot a lot lower scores on Sunday compared to Friday and Saturday where we were yeah, we were seeing 25, 30 mile an hour wind. So it was interesting. Some guys uh, were really able to take advantage of it. Some guys did not. Um, so yeah, I think that the Houston Open. A uh, week before the Masters here, we've got a, a lot of big names competing this week. So it should be a good tournament. Uh, we get DJ back, who's the pre-tournament favorite. Um, you know, he's going off at some books, either six or seven to one, which is, I think, a little bit ridiculous for a pre-tournament winner. Um, but if you look at his recent form, when he was playing, you know, last four tournaments, six, second, first, and first. So... You know he's uh he's a tough guy to beat when he's on Roz, but um yeah I think we uh I think we get into the the Houston Open picks here and uh, you want to start us off with a couple winners? Yeah, I uh to be honest, after such a beating, and you did the same thing, I kind of been a little reserved about the Houston Open so far, and I haven't looked too much into it. I do have picks for the name of the show. There might be some that come up along the line. Um, 
And I was just looking. Sepp Straka is one of those guys. I, uh, I've talked about him a little bit. Haven't put a whole lot of money on him. I think this is a guy I'm encouraging to you guys to put a little bit of money on. I'm hearing good things. Um, he There's no records on this course. So this is brand new territory. Sobel, Love and Straka. Um, you're going to have to drive the ball here. You're going to have to put the ball down the fairway. Uh, it's a longer course. So he's one of them. Sam Burns is actually a wits pick. He's going to talk about him also for a first-round leader. Sanjayin is the favorite, not to win the tournament, but he's the favorite of the golf, what is it, the golf strategy website, saying he has the best numbers um, yeah, to gain. So, data golf, that is what it is. He's the number one on that with some good value. A little lower on Bovada, so he might be a guy I'm looking to to win, but I might not be able to take him on Thursday. I don't really like 28-1. to 1. I want something to wet my beak a little bit more than that. Um, I've seen Hovland on a couple, but right now I'm actually stuck on Burns and Sepp Straka um, and maybe Russell Henley. Again, like I said, Russell Henley is a guy I'm looking at both for first-round leader and winner. Um, haven't really discussed a lot. I feel bad. I haven't contributed a whole lot to Sobel this week. This is kind of the first chance I've had to look and really get a good feel for who I'm who I'm picking this week. Yeah, and I like Russell Henley a lot too, but I don't. I don't really like him at his price right now. I mean, Russell Henley, if you want to look at, you know, past five or six months, there, there really has been nobody better on the approach than Russell Henley. But for a guy who really hasn't won that much, you know, to be pre-tournament 20, 22 to one, depending on where you're looking, I, I, I love the player, but I don't think the price is enough here for me to justify uh, taking him as a winner up front. But I, I do like him for DFS lineups. I think he provides a lot of value. Um, and then talking about winners, Roz, you mentioned Sam Burns. Uh, Sam Burns is a guy who's constantly coming up in the mix over the past few months here. Uh, real good driver of the ball. And I, I think, like you mentioned, one of the things on this course, um, going to need to drive the ball. And obviously, a hot putter never hurt. So I, I like Sam Burns. I think he's going Bermuda off. Bermuda Greens, by the way. Bermuda he's Greens, right. correct. Um, going off at DraftKings, I think you can get him at 80-1 to 1 right now. Uh, I also like Sungjae. I don't love the price here either. Uh, Thirty-three to one on DraftKings. I think you mentioned Bavada's at twenty-eight right now. Down to twenty-five. Uh, down to twenty-five. Yeah. So I think uh, I think a lot of people are seeing uh, something similar with Sungjae. Um, I think he, he's really like that that popular kid in high school, but near near the bottom tier in popularity. Because you look at Sungjae M, the season he had on the FedEx Tour. I mean, you, you can make an argument that this guy is a you know a top 15, I'd say a stretch, but maybe a top 10 player in the world. Um, hasn't really been in the mix the past few weeks as much as I would have liked because we had him a couple weeks ago. But I, I do like the form that he's in, um, and especially with the Masters coming up next week, there's a there's a lot to prove here at the Houston Open. So I like Sungjae, and then my long shot for the week, uh, I'm going with Danny Lee. Uh, depending on where you're looking, I think you can get him for maybe 150 to one on a couple sites. So there's a guy I'm just taking a shot with. Uh, the, the last time I saw him on the screen, he was uh, he was six putting, I think, at the U.S. Open on <laughs> one of the last holes. Um, so we'll see how he does. And then uh, should we just run through our top top fives through 20s right now, and then go to first round later? Yeah. So uh, top five, um, I'm going to take two guys here, two bigger names, Tony Finau and Scotty Scheffler. Uh, I think Finau has a big tournament, and uh, I really like him. I'm not going to take him to win, but he will be in some of my lineups. Uh, top tens, 
going with Sungjae and Victor Hovland. Um, and then top 20s, we got a few names here for you. Uh, some that, you know, might not be too familiar with. We got a, a couple guys from the European tour. Uh, Eric Van Royen is one guy. Uh, Sepp Straka is a guy I like, which you mentioned. Keith Mitchell, probably the longest longest odds. Uh, I think he's 250 to 1 to win the tournament. Um, so I like him for a top 20 here. Like Sam Burns for a top 20, obviously mentioned him as a winner. Uh, Adam Shank, Denny McCarthy, we keep going back to. Uh, we're going with Martin Laird, and then I'm also throwing in Danny Lee as well. So I think that that brings us to, I think, the, the opening line's favorite new bet of the year, be the first-round leaders. Yeah, and that's your, your stance. Um, the only one I have different than you is Russell Henley, potentially, but I haven't even clocked that one in. I was going to let you go. JT Poston is Sobel's at plus 8,000, so we'd love a Sobel train win there. Um, but, yeah, I'm going to let you ride with these. Yeah, so I think for the most part this week, um, I'll start off with the top of the board, going with the guy. 33-1 to 1 right now, that's our lowest odds play of the week. It's Tony Finau. Um, I mean, if, if you've ever watched Tony Finau golf, there, there arguably isn't a guy who can get hotter on a golf course when he's putting good. Now that's, that's a big if here, but in terms of ball striking, I would say he's a top five player on the tour T to green. Um, I like Tony Finau and the next four guys, uh, are in between, depending on where you look in between 50 and a hundred to one. So, uh, we took him as a winner, took him as a top 20, so we're also going to throw Sam Burns in here. We're going to throw in Cameron Davis, James Hahn, and then our longest shot, which we had as a top 20, uh, we're going to go with Keith Mitchell for first-rounders. So if we add all those up, uh, there'd be six guys for me with Poston, and then uh, Roz, I think, is taking Henley as well. So uh, we're looking at those those six or seven guys that come out, have a hot first round, which always makes for a little bit more fun of a weekend to hit a 50 to one bet. So um, yeah, I think that pretty much sums up the Houston open here. Yeah. We, uh, we definitely need to strike oil here and make some money before the masters. That way I'm not losing thousands of dollars. Um, but, but uh, what was I going to say? Oh, I'm, I'm texting the bookies. So that's why I'm a little unfocused. Um, so we were t- sending the football bets because we're about to be talking football. We've got, like we said, we're going to be all over the Masters next week in uh, on our next podcast. Hopefully, we'll have Rube there. Um, Wit, we've got the NFL. It was a very rough weekend for you. You fall to one and seven. Your boy is at five and three. Fantasy's looking good on my end. The past champion, unfortunately, not so much. Not to mention teams we needed to win didn't, and uh, the the money that was lost on Sunday. I don't even know if I'll be able to make up with a fantasy football championship yeah it was uh you know besides fantasy which i haven't haven't fully put in the kibosh but uh we're, we're pretty close betting wise um you know picks up picks on the show I, I feel like if i would take a little bit more of my own advice i'd be doing a lot better uh <laughs> i'm up near like 69 percent uh you know picks on here which i give you guys but if only i would listen to myself i ended up making a little parlay with the patriots money line um, being my key play, Cam Newton, uh, driving down the field at the end of the game, fumbles on you know a QB sweep to the outside. Just so disappointing. This Patriots team having a real tough year. Um, you know they started off looking real good. You know I know they were one and one, but played a great game with Seattle. Looked like they were going to still contend, but 
Cam Newton, the lack of weapons, all the guys they lost on defense, you know, as good as, as Billy Belichick is, they really haven't put it together this year. So that was tough. Um, couple notes around the league. Joey Burrow coming up with a big win against Tennessee. Uh, you know, this game, I thought, wasn't even as close as the 11-point spread. You know, they ended up winning 31-20. But Joe Burrow uh, trying to make a case for Rookie of the Year. I know uh, another guy who's actually on your fantasy team now, Justin Herbert, is making a good case as well. Um, I know we were both on the Raiders, who played really well, I thought, against the Browns, considering all the conditions. Uh, it was an ugly game, and, you know, the Raiders come out on top. And I think around the league, I mean, it was, it was in such a depression about the Patriots. It was tough to watch the later games, but I think last uh, my last note for the week, um, big game Lamar Jackson. It's I hate to say it, but it's be, it's becoming a trend now, which is disappointing because I love Lamar Jackson. But that game against the Steelers, four turnovers, still had an opportunity to win the football game, and they fall up short. It was uh, it was tough to watch. Yeah, I I don't disagree with you. Um... I'm glad you left the Packers for me. I'll talk about their loss. We'll grow, we'll live, and we'll learn. I read a great article about going 14-2, and which I'm very confident the Packers can do, starting with tomorrow night against the San Francisco 49ers. Um, it's going to be an easy one. Nick Mullins is in. Greg, or Greg Little, Kittle. And it's going to be George Kittle, who is not playing for the San Francisco 49ers. The 49ers are very dinged up, and they might be in some serious trouble when it comes to making the postseason. It's going to start with a loss to the Packers tomorrow. Um, Patriots, did I think you mentioned the Cam thing a little bit. If not, you can't fumble when you're on that side of the field. There's some trouble in paradise. Is it Stidham time? Just maybe. There's a lot of bad quarterback play in the NFL to go with some good quarterback play, obviously. The Bengals, I wish... I was more adamant, and I wish we got the show out because I do believe we said the Bengals would be the team, the big upset win this week. I didn't bet on them. Breaks my heart that I didn't, but they eliminated a lot of people from our survivor pool, so making money in any capacity is always good. Um, like you said, is it ba is Baker's time up in Cleveland? Is Darnold's time up in uh, New York? Where are all these teams going to start looking for new quarterbacks, and what are the chances the Cowboys draft Trevor Lawrence if they have that pick. Um, I mean, that way you don't have to pay Dak. Uh, you never know how one comes back from an injury. I mean, the NFC East is absolutely pitiful, and I think the NFL should have the ability to flex any Sunday night game because the fact that we were subjected to that ass trash of a showing from the Eagles and the Cowboys is ridiculous. Um, but that's really just my takeaway from uh, Week 8. Yeah, my, my one last point for week eight teams in the NFL who are leading by 16 plus points are 32 and four on the season. And Roz, can you guess which team is responsible for not one, not two, but three of those losses on their own? I think, you know, the answer. Yeah, it's the chargers. I know people think it's Atlanta, but it is the chargers who have actually blown more of those opportunities so far this year. Yeah. <laughs> just had to throw that in there uh th this chargers team is i feel like a couple breaks away from being six and one they should absolutely be five um at least five and two but 
you know, as good as Herbert's been, Anthony Lynn just isn't getting the job done over there. Um, but that is neither here nor there. We are going to get on to our week nine picks. So I will start us off with my five pack of the week. Uh, first game, I am going with the Miami Dolphins and Tua Tagovailoa's second start. Um, Miami is plus four and a half on the road here against Arizona. And, you know, Arizona for me is one of the tougher teams to handicap in the NFL because, you know, you never really know which team you're going to get on any given week. But five and two, they're an interesting play. But I really liked what I saw. Um, I don't want to say from Tua last week, but from the Dolphins, they were just menace on the special teams defensive side of the ball and you know Tua only threw for I think it was 96 yards but he really didn't have to do much else and I, I think this Dolphins team um I think they're on the rise here so I like taking the points on the road I think they win this game straight up and uh I'll give my second pick too I'm gonna go with the G-men coming off a nice cover on Monday night should have been a straight up victory but you, you know how New York football goes but I'm going to take the division game in the NFC East. I'm going to take the Giants plus two and a half here going to Washington. I don't know if Washington should be favored over any other team in the league, maybe besides the Jets. So I like the points here. I think Daniel Jones um, comes back against a much easier defense, and uh, the Giants win this game straight up too. Be careful what you wish for, because you just might get it. And if you get it, th so that's another Eminem song. Anyways, I think you forget the beatdown Washington put on the Dallas Cowboys. Um, I'm aware, what is it? I think, and I think you forget that Washington, or did they lose that game to the Giants this year? Maybe they're 0-1 already to the Giants. Anyways, um, I think Washington is not going to cover for you, or New York's not going to cover for you. I think Washington wins this game, um, maybe by double digits. I think Wash or New York's depleted. That does not mean I am betting on them. You said you gave two picks. I'm going to give two of mine. This is the lock, the two locks of the century right here, right now. Baltimore minus two against the Colts. Put your entire house on the line. I said this earlier this year for the Chiefs minus four against Baltimore. I'm doing it again right now. Um, Baltimore minus two, bet the house. Um, if you just heard that ding, that means Ethan forgot to do something. Nope, Ethan did not forget <laughs> to do something for work. That's a very good sign. That's for tomorrow at work. I can't tell you secret information about a Marvel movie. Um, anyways, Chargers pick them. Also, send it to the house. I love the Chargers against the Raiders. The Chargers are the better team. The record does not show how good this Chargers team is and how bad that Raiders team is. Give me the Chargers against Gruden. You know my arch nemesis and rival. Awesome. Awesome. So I'll just lead us off with the last three here. I can't believe I'm doing this, but I'm going back to that division, Roz. I'm going to take the Cowboys this week plus two touchdowns versus the Pittsburgh Steelers. I hate to do it, but at a certain point, the Cowboys are 0-8 ATS this year. They're catching two touchdowns uh, facing a Pittsburgh team who just won an enormous division tilt with the Ravens. And, Roz, I don't think we, I don't think we know who's starting at quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys. But one thing that did impress me a little bit last week was the defensive side of the ball for the Cowboys was not nearly – as bad as the offense. So 
I think I just feel like they find a way to keep this game close when nobody has any faith in them because at, at a certain point, every team has a time where they can be bought, and I think this is the time where the Cowboys cover their first game of the year. So I like Dallas plus 14. I'm also going to go with my only favorite of the week, Tennessee minus 5.5 versus my Chicago Bears. Uh, brutal brutal loss last week to the saints it was disgusting um i'm disgusted as a bears fan uh but this week tennessee i think they bounced back you know that was you know just a horrible game they played against cincinnati last week but one thing about chicago is they they cannot score i mean their offense is atrocious and as bad as tennessee's defense has been this year i think chicago has trouble basically versus anybody i like derrick henry to get moving a little bit this week and I think what we've seen from Ryan Tannehill is that he's no longer the Ryan Tannehill that got sent away from Miami because he couldn't perform. He's actually had a really great year. So I like Tennessee to put up a few points in this one. Um, and then I'm going to take uh, another team that is always below expectations. I'm going to take the Chargers as a pick em versus the Raiders. I think this is uh, probably one of the most evenly matched games out there this week. And I think if the Chargers would have won last week, this spread – would be in that two to three range. Uh, so I'm going to play the recency bias here. I think the Chargers are a better team, and I like Herbert to lead the Chargers to victory here. Yeah, I'm on the other side. I think Dallas is going to lose by 100 points. They're basically asking guys like you and me to come play quarterback for them. They're just going to the street at this point. Whoever's willing to put the pads on and take some hits. I mean, they're going up against the second-best defense in the league, and you know how battered that line is. Pittsburgh minus 14. little secret. If you go to scores and odds, you can get them at 13.5 right now. So go do that. Um, I'm putting two units on that. I got the Patriots minus 7.5 against the Jets. They're playing the Jets. Cam Newton needs a rebound game. It's been overdue. I thought last week was going to be the rebound game. I thought the week before was going to be a rebound game. This is going to be the one. They're going to smoke the Jets. And I'm back in the well, Wait, Back to the well. Um, this hurts me to do this. I said I'd never do it again, just like the NFC East, but I am doing it again. No Gardner Minshew, meaning some other scrub that is probably just as competitive as you and I are. I'm taking Houston, minus seven, against the Jacksonville Jaguars. You got oh a 1-6 Texans team with so much talent on the offensive side of the ball. If they can't win this game by at least 35 points, um, it's time to fire and get rid of um, everybody in that Houston Texans organization. <laughs> wow. Um, yeah, I mean, I could definitely see it. It's just it's hard to lay seven points as a team that's one and six, but Jacksonville is uh, they're they're pretty they're pitiful. So we'll uh, we'll see what happens there. Yeah. You know, I think. Uh... Wow, I'm just looking at this. The first game the 49ers are doing tickets is in December. So they're not doing tickets for tomorrow night. So I can't go up to San Francisco. All right, anyways about that. Uh, any other takeaways or looks that you see coming in this week in the NFL? Any player stuff? Any team stuff? Anybody that needs a win that we're not betting on? What do you got going for the NFL? Yeah, I mean, we got a couple really decent matchups here that we didn't cover. Um, Seahawks, Bills, um, that's a big game. You know, the Bills are, they're, they're six and two, but, you know, by a lot of the advanced metrics, they're, they're pretty weak. You know, when we're looking at those upper echelon teams. So 
we'll see how that game goes. I think Josh Allen needs a bounce back game. And then, you know, Ravens Colts is another good one, uh, two, five and two teams. And yeah, looking at the, the rest of the card here, I think Saints Bucks, it's going to be an interesting game. And we talked about Steelers Cowboys. Um, yeah, I think that, that pretty much covers it. Um, so yeah, happy, happy week nine. We're, we're here for another week. Happy week nine. The Packers are going to get back on track at the six and two. I'm very excited about that. Um, yeah, this, I'm exhausted. Lord almighty. I was just thinking about that. I'm exhausted. This weekend was ridiculous. It was Halloween weekend. Um, and then the election last night, I was up till three in the morning, just following and seeing what was going on. I, uh, I'm not much of a political talker or political poster, but I had a great freaking political post. Love seeing the unfollows. The only way you're going to know which way I go is I'm going to say that the unfollows came from Ohio. Um, but uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm exhausted. I think this nation's exhausted. And I think the only thing that brings us joy each week, definitely, even when we lose, is sports. So at least we have sports. At least we have golf. At least we have the NFL. And Wits, any sign-off thoughts from you? Uh not really, man. I agree with you. Um, thank God we have sports, and we'll be back at it bright and early tomorrow morning all the way until Sunday night rolls around. So happy weekend, happy golf, happy football, and, uh, yeah, we'll be back next week. We will be na- blah, blah, blah. just like the beginning I couldn't get off. I'm probably going to botch this ending. Have a great week, everybody. Um, stay peaceful. Stay kind to one another. Just because you disliked one of the candidates doesn't mean you need to dislike the people that voted for that candidate. They're two different people. So stay positive. Stay happy. Smoke. Uh, we'll catch you next week, everybody. This is the opening line. We like to keep live. Yeah, 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 yeah.
confidence starts with loving who you are. And when your skin feels nourished and glows on the outside, you naturally radiate confidence from the inside. Give your skin a glow up with Osea's clinically proven Mega Moisture Duo. This ultra-hydrating body care features two of Osea's bestsellers, Andaria Algae Body Oil and Andaria Collagen Body Lotion. These seaweed-powered heroes use skincare-level ingredients normally reserved for your face for results you can see and confidence you can feel. Osea has been making clean, clinically proven seaweed-infused face and body care products for over 28 years. This luxurious skincare is vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Glow from the inside out. Get 10% off your first order with code GLOW at oseamalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A-Malibu.com, code GLOW.